Guys and gals, welcome to Dude Check This Out, a music podcast by Hambone Relay. Speaking of Hambone Relay, it's your boys, Mark and Rob. Hey. What's up, buddy? Hey, What's going Rob? on? Uh, not, not much. Chilling. And chilling in Alabama. Just hanging out. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Um, boy, they love their college football here, let me tell you. Is college football happening right now? Uh, some like of I it is. <laughs> Okay, I haven't been paying attention to any news except for, you know, the whole presidential election stuff. But, um, yeah, it's mostly online. But, like, yeah, they're playing just full games. Nobody's in the stands. Uh, no, the, well, uh, like, we watched the Iron Bowl a couple weekends ago. That's Alabama and Auburn. And there are people in the stands. They were kind of social distancing, but kind of not. They also, they aren't too serious about it down here. It kind of, I don't leave my house much. I got to be honest. Well, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, it's scary, dude, if people are getting drunk and not caring about everything that's going on. Like, it's insane. Yeah, my uh, my brother said he has a co-worker who's in a, who's in a rock band that played a gig at this bar on, on the Tennessee River, and Josh stopped by, and it was packed. No masks. My brother was like, nope, I'm out. Peace. So. I think that was. A, I think that's a good call. I mean, especially I know your brother has a, a kid and stuff, and a wife, and a lot of other yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's just I can't get over. I guess the point is I just can't get over like people just do not care. It's crazy. I mean, I guess it's a mindset. It's it's kind of like just bred down there up here. People are so worried. It's almost the you know, it's just as bad, but it's the polar opposite. You know, people are like staying inside their homes and like yeah, sure. won't well, leave it all, and which is better, but. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, there, there's you gotta get out and get some exercise, and people have to go to work, and I, I get that. But like, you know, don't don't go to Walmart and not wear a mask, and then just not social distance. Stay away from me. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're getting you're becoming more more and more bitter as you age. Just like yeah. stay away from me. Even without COVID, you probably would have been the same way. Well, yeah. <laughs> stay away from me. <laughs> Working on my positivity. That's a great Godsmack song, by the way. Just saying. Stay Positivity. Away from me. You should write it and send it over. Or is it already a song? It's a Godsmack song. It's- I don't know any Godsmack. That's not my. It's not <laughs> not my world, bro. What? That's no, okay. I'm not surprised. It's, it's cool. And I actually, <laughs> actually, I'm a little embarrassed that I knew that. So never mind. No, don't be embarrassed, dude. It's <laughs> what it is. I've been diving into some weird crevices of music lately, but uh, Godsmack's interesting. Maybe I'll put that on um, later in the podcast for people that are still listening and haven't tuned us out. <laughs> we do. We have our friend uh, Cooper Looper, Eric Cooper, coming on, but we do talk a lot about um, or discuss listen, like sitting down and listening to music. And we recorded the interview a few days ago, so the past few days I've been just taking a, a half hour here, forty five minutes there to listen to a whole record, and I've listened to some crazy music. I'm actually kind of stoked that we we talked about it. Like I, I listened to um, Jesse. Do you know uh, Jacob Collier? Yeah, sure. He's incredible. You have to listen to Jesse Volume 1. The record's insane. Nice. And I tried to do a a listening party on my Twitter, and not too many people like hung out. But then I found <laughs> out the day before, Jacob Collier did the same thing. So I'm like, ah, shit. Ah, I beat you to it. <laughs> ah, yeah. But uh, that record, I listened to uh, Still Bill, Bill Withers' oh, cool. record. Nice. Sure. And uh, uh, there was something else that was like current. Um, I watched the whole Wolfpack Madison Square Garden show. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Good, good stuff. 
That show is so good. The segues, the the way the show is constructed. I mean, they only have they did one, right? It was just one night at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, yep. Sold out. Crazy. It's a lot of people. No shit. I like the I like, <laughs> just, I like the roving cam the one camera guy just kind of roving around the stage. It's kind of cool. And I was reading the comments, that guy is actually a songwriter and he plays guitar on the song that he wrote for Wolfpack. Oh. You just don't see him. You, like there's a point where Theo grabs the camera. Mm-hmm. And the guy that is the camera operator goes to the guitar. You see him when Theo's running around the stage, but you don't notice it. And then at some point, they they switch off the cameras with each oh, wow. other again. That's cool. I, it's pretty dope. I love the whole show. Um, I might see if the Fearless Flyer show is somewhere online. But Oh, cool. What have you been listening to? I've been listening to one of my favorite Deep Purple albums, uh, Burn. Listen to that record. I have it on vinyl. It's a lot of fun to jam out on that. Uh, and oh, we talked. Um, as you'll hear, spoiler spoiler alert. You'll hear this later. But uh, Coop mentioned uh, in our interview with him, uh, "Waiting for Columbus" by Little Feet. Mm-hmm. So I've been listening to that. I, I mean, I, I know that record. I love that album. But it's it's been on my turntable for a while. There's no shame in that. Right now, anything that comforts you, I'd say go for it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm I'm pulling up. I'm doing my last five right now. Pulling up. Pulling. Bringing it back. Pulling up my <laughs> Spotify. I'll tell you. I'll tell you anything good here. Oh, um. Yeah. Uh, oh, I've been listening to Colonel Bruce Hampton and, and the Aquarium Rescue Unit. Colonel Bruce, Bruce Hampton. That's like more of a blues band, right? He's a blues he's a jam, artist. Yeah, he's a jam guy. Um, it's not. I wouldn't call it straight ahead blues. He does like he's very Derek Truxy. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of some jazz too. So Aquarium. Have you ever ever listened to Aquarium Rescue Unit? No. Okay, so you should check them out. So it's uh, uh, is it Jeff Sipe on drums? Um, uh, I know Jeff Sipe. Uh, who's the guitar player? Um, oh, you're kidding me! I gotta cut all this out. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy Herring. There it is. So it's J- oh, Jimmy J- Herring. Jimmy Herring on guitar. O'Teal on bass. Um, oh, that's a band. Jeff I, no, I've become I've become to a, uh, come to a place to really appreciate uh, O'Teal. I really love his bass lines. Oh, he's great, man. He's great. They're he's great. so supportive. Mm-hmm. For sure. He 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 can be you know very melodic and very busy, but he can also just give you the low end too, man. He's and he's 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 very, um, it's tasteful. Yeah, thank you. He's very tasteful. Uh, he's great. I love him. I loved him with uh, Dead and Company. Loved him with uh, uh, the Alma Brothers, and he's great with. And I had never really listened to Aquarium Rescue Unit. Uh, Devin Coleman was into them huge, and uh, they just came up on my Discover Weekly on Spotify, and I was jamming out to it. So. And you're like to hell with it. I'll yeah, listen to it. It's pretty good, good shit. Yeah. I know that I'm going to go forward in the future. If anybody has any good record recommendations or uh, anything they're listening to, go ahead and uh, Gmail, uh, HambonRelay at gmail.com. Let us know what you're listening to, and uh, we'll check it out. Maybe it'll get a rec from us. But uh, without going too far into this, um, I'd like to introduce our guest. Koopaloop is one of my best buddies. He recently just came out with a record that is mostly bass, and uh, I got to play drums on most of it. And uh, I think there's one or two tracks with Ethan Kane on guitar and uh, Keegan uh, Tawa plays saxophone on a track or two. It might just be one. But uh, that new record is out on Spotify. His name is Koopaloop and Eric Cooper. And uh, take it away. Here is the interview.
Hey, Coop, what's going on, buddy? Hi. How are you? Welcome to our virtual dude. Check this out, man. How you doing? Virtual dude. <laughs> I'm a virtual dude. I think we're all virtual dudes. I think we need to cue some, um, what is it, welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger? <laughs> Do you guys remember Good Burger, right, Keenan and Kel? Of course. That yeah. was one of my favorite movies growing up. Do you guys remember the Mondo Burger, like how big the burger was in the uh, the, sh- mm-hmm. in the movie itself? It's disgusting. It was amazing. Sounds delicious. I don't know. Mond- Mondo, bur- actually, a good burger. Is that past your time, Mark Brown? Yeah, that's my that's my brother's era. I mean, I, I don't I know of the movie, but I was like in college when that movie came out. So, mm. <laughs> so you weren't getting stoned and watching Keating and Kel. That wasn't your vibe. No, no, sorry. I was getting stoned <laughs> listening to Fish Tapes, bro. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh fish. Speaking of fish, I just watched uh, my first. Uh, was it dinner and a movie for the first time? Mm. Oh yeah. And? Not a fan. <laughs> Not, a fan. Not a fan. No. Not a fan. No. You. Uh, everyone knows, Rob, that you don't like fish. Yet you I, keep. I appreciate that you keep trying. I keep trying, <laughs> but man. at a certain point, it's like you don't have to like them. It's fine. No, but like I'm in a band that's in the jam band scene. I feel like it's required listening at this point. And I'm like, maybe it's just something I'm missing. And then I keep every time I keep trying to go back, and I, it's just. I mean, I don't, I don't honestly, I don't like, I don't like fish. I mean, I went through a phase in like the '90s when I loved them, but like I, I haven't listened to fish for pleasure in 20 years. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, I listen, I listen to fish now just because someone else is listening to fish and I happen to be around them, or someone gave me a free ticket and I went to a show. That's it. But, Fair enough. But, Coop, do you have a favorite live show of fishes that you like? Um, one I always think of though is this one. Like when I first got into them, my cousin gave me a copy of this. Yeah. Um. Oh fuck, I forget the date. It's from '96, and I think it's in Ju- July or August. Ah, oh, fuck. Hold on. It's amazing. Maybe, uh... It's amazing. These live tapes. Everyone remembers Hold the on. date and where the show was. <laughs> like that is not how my brain works. Like, yeah, it was July 12th, uh, 1975. It was raining that day. Humidity was like 24%. <laughs> like, those I people... I wasn't there, so I wasn't at this show. But but you know the but, people that I'm talking about that know oh, all yeah. the details of the show. Oh, it's Jordan August. Jordan <laughs> August is one of those people. He's got all the details, the weather, the who was the um, the sound engineer. He's like, oh, it was the best show because, like, Tracy was mixing sound and this guy was, like, a huge fish fan. Mm-hmm. Anyway. My favorite but, one I went to, I saw them on Halloween in 2010, I think, in Atlantic yeah. City. And they covered, so for Halloween, they usually cover a whole album. So they'll do three sets, two fish sets and the album. And they covered, um, what's it called? Waiting for Columbus. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. A Little Feet album. And they had a horn section and like a, a percussion player. It was It was so good. We listen to that record on the road all the time when we were that's on the awesome. road. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> it's a great record. That's one of my. That's one of my desert island records for sure. Yeah. For Columbus, yeah. But um, I like Trey Anastasio. I I love his stuff. Like when he's by himself. His his, uh, like the Trey Anastasio band. Like the band. Like yeah, tap, yeah, yeah. They're so good. Um, I forget what. There's like a bunch of YouTube concerts. This might have been like a um. Oh, uh, what's the, the recent thing they they've been no, doing? No, not the Beacon stuff. It was it was like what was that television channel that showed only concerts and the logo was like a butterfly? It, not Pandora, but do you know what I'm oh, talking about? Uh, um, it was it was something off of that, and the show was amazing. I loved it. It's just I can't stand 
fish. <laughs> I try. <laughs> well, fish, I try. fish is like that. It's like weird and quirky and like will get out there and a lot more improv. And I love fish, but like after listening to other bands, not do what they do, but like the jam band thing, to me, I'm like some fish stuff I'll listen to. I'm like, they're just kind of going on for like a <laughs> while and there's no development. Like, Sometimes I'm like, oh, am I listening to the wrong show? Am I listening to the wrong thing? But like, <laughs> there are transitions between songs so often are just like, it'll be like a groove happening, like something really cool. And then Trey just like, you see him look around and he's just like, okay. And like literally just like turns his volume up and plays what the next song is. And they're all just like, okay, I guess that's <laughs> what we're doing now. <laughs> then you'll watch someone like Umphreys or Lotus and they're like weaving in and out of stuff and it's so together and it's like well Coop congrats on the new record coming out man how does it feel thank you it feels amazing and by coming out you mean already out <laughs> it's out it is out it's, that's it's right it's out it was a uh, but yeah I, it feels I misspoke awesome. no the record's great and I'm, I'm honored to have played on it it's uh, a lot of fun to listen listen back and remember the, our times there in the studio with uh, Chris oh, yeah. Zerzulo that was a fun and day. That was an intense day of playing. How many tunes did we get done in that whole day? Like, just bass and drums? Seven. Se- that's the well, same as seven. Emily Drinker's record. So, like, we did the drums and, in quotes, bass, or what we were just, like, eventually me and Chris just had different names for the levels of bass, but, like, the bottom. It's, like, the rhythm section. We did seven songs in one day. But not even a full day. It was, like... Just like like got four there or five at hours. Like Eleven, and we were rolling by like twelve, and you had to be out of there at like five thirty. Yeah, I remember. We got that. you out of there at five thirty, so we did seven songs in like five hours. I know that's insane. It, it was, was like nuts. a it was either a Tuesday or Wednesday because I had a gig at uh, either the W I think you in had Jersey. Trivia. Yeah, yeah, I was running a, a, a trivia that night, um, but we got seven songs done in like five hours, which is un- unheard of. We did. Uh, an Emily Drinker session that lasted that had seven songs as well, but that lasted what ten hours, nine hours. Uh, yeah, something like that. But there was more people on that too. It was there's a lot more to and organize ukulele and vocals. That's true. That's true. But yeah, that was. I mean, we at a certain point, my hand. I was like, oh my god, like I think I need like at least a break. And you were like, do you want to just call it and try? Like we'll finish another day. I was, no, <laughs> we're here. I, I, like let's do it and luckily we did because a week later there was a pandemic <laughs> so i always forget about the timing of that is that you, you just yeah. got in in the uh, the nick of time and you know what's funny is the next week i we had a, se- a session uh booked with um to finish our song the Ze- our zeppelin cover uh, the levee mm-hmm. breaks, and we had Will Shade from Darla come in, but it was everything was shut, being shut down that weekend, the mm-hmm. weekend after we recorded your record. It was insane. Everyone's trying to get the recording sessions done real get quick before the world shut down. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Mark, when the bridge was recording, I know that you guys usually did piecemeal stuff, but did how, over how much time did you guys record your last record together? Was it like a week together? Yeah, National Bohemian, uh, we did in ten days. Okay, um, we flew. We flew out to Oregon. We tracked mm. everything almost live, except for like vocals and solos. Um, and then we and then we were back on the road. 
like in right and, and in I know you, you told the story of doing a couple of overdubs on the road like uh, Steve Berlin would fly out and do make you do a couple overdubs yeah no so shit. yeah the producer like we were like hanging out at a friend's house and, and Steve Berlin was, was like hey I'm in town with Los Lobos can I pop by and just you know do some cut some so I, I cut like some Nord p- tracks at like my friend's kitchen table with Steve Berlin that's awesome <laughs> you know so I mean that's cool. amazing I wish you guys got that on film it would be amazing to look back at that and go yeah that was the time yeah, <laughs> yeah remember we could hug each other yeah and remember when I remember. share a joint and stuff you know yeah <laughs> i remember when i could see people's mouths yeah i remember those times right <laughs> it was good have you seen people with the clear it's a mask but it's clear at the this face part, guard so you can't see their mouth no that's cool i think mm-hmm. <laughs> it's i for i saw that and i was like hey that's cool but then the longer i looked at the person i was like that's kind of actually it's kind of like it's strange i don't know it looks most, like it would feel weird just like plastic but i guess it's not plastic i don't know i mean it, it'd have to be right to be that clear that's the only material yeah. i can think of that it would do that i guess my favorite mask so far that i've seen that actually threw me for a loop do you remember in alien the face huggers oh yeah that's cool. <laughs> somebody had a face huggers mask and i was like that's amazing people don't even want to talk to you they just want to stare at your face so Proud of you. <laughs> it's amazing. I love that. But dude, back to the record. I loved recording it so much, but and I know indie a lot about your world, but what made you decide to do a mostly bass record? Um a few things, I suppose. Um where do I I don't know where to start. I guess when I started playing bass, some of the first records I was listening to were all like Victor Wooten stuff. And especially his album show of hands is just him and that one's cool it's like just him and one track like no overdubs which is it's incredible oh it's so all like, one take it's just him yeah like his later albums he eventually like brings in a band and all that stuff like his one album yin and yang he has carter buford on a lot of it and it's like amazing well but it, listening his solo to that, record though his solo record is that the first record he came out with a show of hands yeah yeah um, and that was in like the late nineties, I guess, or something. But that was his first one, and that was just one of the first records I heard when I first started playing bass. So just maybe that influence. But then I've always done the looping thing, just at home, for as like a practice thing, practice tool. And then it eventually became like I'm looking at my stuff as I talk. <laughs> um, became like a way of writing songs, and then just it expanded more into that and I would like make demos for songs like which I'd showed you a few over the years and I'd always like put the chords and stuff like yeah like that but like I'd rather you know like maybe a guitar player or keyboard player would play it and I'd have someone do it and it was it still was like like, no like can you just do it like like it's not the right voicing and maybe there's a better voicing but like it just this is what I'm used to hearing and what I like and then building up songs and you uh, like we're a huge part of like just fucking record it do something do something with all these songs what? yeah you sent me these recordings man and I was like what are you doing part of it is like I always feel when I'm in the studio recording with people I'll preface this with like I love playing on my friends music like Emily's music John's music Maggie's music like every I love doing that but a huge part of being a bass player in the studio is like trying not trying but like what not to play like don't overplay 
Right, right. you're playing exactly what the song needs, not right. a note more, Which not a note less. Which is very important. Like you got to do that. And I was like, damn, like I never get to like I'll watch like other people like get to record their solos and like do all this cool stuff and like I never get to do that ever. Like especially like recording like it's always like that first day like we did with Emily. Bass and drums are done. It's like, "All right, you're done." Yeah, you like, get to go home. <laughs> at that point I'm like, I have no control. I have nothing offer I can't I want to still be a part of the process so this was like all right I'm just fucking I want to do all this stuff myself and I want to rip like I want to shred and like overplay and make a record that bass players will want to listen to exactly and after watching like like guys like Joe Dart and Victor you watch them play you know the recording sessions you go I want to do that I yeah, absolutely exactly. want to do that like it's mine I get to do whatever the hell I want mm-hmm like, I don't have to play under a singer. All three of us are instrumentalists, right? So we have to yeah. play behind singers all the time, and it's knowing exactly where you fit in their song, and they're the front. Mm-hmm. You know? Not that I don't love... I love doing that, and I love just, like, sitting back in the groove, but I also love to, like... like exactly. Overplay as Bassism. much as possible. <laughs> I guess. Yo, it's like you got something to say, right? Like, it's you're tired of living in the background of somebody else's thoughts. Yeah. And just like, I don't know, I got it to a point of like, I have all these songs and like, some of them could definitely fit as Funky T songs. And, now, now, people listening like, may not know that you were in another band called the Funky yes, T. Yes, I play in a band called the Funky T. Um, like a funk rock band. I've been, we've been playing together for forever. Um, and you guys did the cruise ship bit for a long we time. We did the cruise ship bit for a bit. <laughs> a bit for a bit. I like a it. A bit for a bit. Um... <laughs> Would you say that playing on cruise ships together, or even as a bass player, shaped how you uh, wrote as a solo artist? Like learning, having um, to learn these famous bass lines, and and it shaped your playing later on. Yes, yes, and no. Um, yes, just because like playing there and like playing every day and playing like not pop music, but like stuff for people to dance to is very like I need to lay down the groove. Can't not really much time or place for crazy stuff so like if you listen on the record a lot of the in quotes bottom like the bass that's holding it down is simple in a way and is like very like just holding it down I learned a lot of that there from playing so much and learning all these different songs like learning Motown songs Beatles songs and all this stuff but as far as like the way it was written like not the actual playing, like, in the band. Right. But I had so much time that I did... I wrote a few of the songs that are on the record while we were on the ship. Oh, like no Copenhag- way. Copenhagen was written, for the most part, there. Um, Stars Above the Sea was written there. I wrote that on the deck where the crew could hang out, so it's just we were at sea, and it was just, like, a beautiful day. I'm just, like, sitting there, ocean breeze and stuff. And it was awesome. What else did, did I write? Any of the other? By the way, the main, the main riff of Coop City was written on the ship. Oh, you've had that for funny. that long. That riff was gonna be a. We were working on like a big show to do in the theater. Yeah, and that was that riff was gonna be like my solo spot. Like everyone was gonna have their little spot. That's where that came from. But we never ended up doing the show. How come? That, like I don't know. We were trying to write it for this job. Ooh, sorry that. Um, 
<laughs> for the job of being guest entertainer, which is like, so we were there as like employees. So we're there, we're living on the ship, we're there for five months or whatever. Guest entertainers would, they would come on for like one cruise or something or like four days. Do their, usually like at the end of a cruise, so they could do their show at the end of the cruise and then they'd stay on for the beginning of the next one, do their show and then they're out. But they get there and they're treated like a guest. Like they get a huge cabin. They can dress and go however they want essentially and do their thing as opposed to us like we're working. So we were trying to get that job for a little bit. So we were trying to come up with like a, a show that would be put on in the theater. And it just never happened. There's no like, shame. reason why it didn't happen. <laughs> it just didn't. <laughs> it's like, how'd you fuck up? <laughs> no, we didn't fuck it. No. <laughs> it was, yeah, uh, we just didn't do it. And by That's that point, shame. we were like, most of the band was like, I'm done. Done with cruises. Yeah, I'm sure it gets old. You guys were on the on the cruises for like two years, wasn't it? Yeah, I did it for, I did it for about two years. Ethan did Ethan it a did lot it longer. Because he did it like a cruise before I went with him. And then he went, was it like another year and a half after I stopped? Oh, wow. Something I didn't like realize that. that. I can't remember. Speaking of Copenhagen, though, your song, uh, that's on the record. It's Mark Brown's Jam. I like that That's song. your jam? Yeah, dude. Yeah? Love it. Dude, we got to play it sometime where you could play that, like the chords that I'm doing, but oh, you yeah. would play it on keys. Let's do it, man. That's supposed That's supposed to sound like nice roadsy or <laughs> not like a whirly. Keys, sure, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, dude, I would love awesome. to. I would love to do that when things open, or if things open back up. Like, get go to Fergie's, get the three of us on the stage, and have somebody oh just God. record it, fill the place up just to record the one song, and then do a concert. Hell yeah, but yeah, like, dude, that would be, oh, it'd be so fun. Well, for that, if we did, um, if we played that song, I've I've had ideas of doing it live where it would be like us, and then Ethan would also play. Like he'd play his guitar part. So we need four, four. People. Oh, that's right. Cool. So we need Ethan too. He can. But be we at fit a table. more than four people on Fergie's stage. Oh, yeah. Fergie's <laughs> is legendary for. Speaking how many of Fergie's, people... anyone listening, if you love Fergie's and the bar Fergie's, please donate to them. They need it, as do right. I'm sure most bars in the city, but. The gentleman Fergie that owns that that owns that spot and also like two or three other uh, restaurants is uh, struggling to keep all those restaurants open as it is with like all across the U.S. but particularly cities. If you have any mm-hmm. money to support the stages, please donate where you can if they'll take any money and uh, call your congressman to uh, support our stages because I yeah. don't know how many stages are going to make it to the new year. Yeah, it's being one hundred percent honest. Like uh, another venue just announced they were going down, a uh, Voltage Lounge. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. Voltage Lounge is going down as lo- as well as Bourbon and Branch somebody posted. Oh. So, Bourbon and Branch? Like what, are cuz some places have announced like we're closing. Not they don't say like we're closing for good, but it's like with all the restrictions in place, it's like basically we're closing indefinitely because there's no point in being open. Did you So that's not validated. Somebody posted about I, a list of what venues I heard that was were Bourbon closing. and Branch what they're getting rid of their stage. 
and the upstairs is just going to be like another bar area. Oh, okay. Which that makes like, sense. Fuck that. That's, I mean, I, it's hard for me to say, or easy for me to say, fuck that, because like, I want to play and I want to see music there. But to me, it's like you already have the stage there. Why get rid of it? Especially if it's just going to be for drink. Like, just leave the stage. People can still just drink up there without a band happening. Yeah. But the problem and is that when people... the time is right, then use the stage again. But people need the space to space people out. Like, for example, when yeah, things start opening true. up in Philly again, you need six feet between tables, so they need that space. I get it. I guess putting more tables up. Uh, yeah. If you can right. make the stage removable, kind of like Jose Pistola's kind of has, which mm-hmm. is that stage goes into the wall, that would be clutch. But then again, it would have to be massive to mm-hmm. to. to fold down, fold up, and I don't know if that would be... You and, know, like, setting deep. up every time there's a band. Oh, absolutely. I mean... Pain in the ass. Uh, a place we play a bunch, uh, Fishtown Hops, or we did play a bunch, you know, they'd have to leave that stage set up, but if they wanted to have, like, a big party, they'd oh, yeah. tear it down. We and... played there once. Right. The, out- <laughs> the Tater Tot Express. <laughs> the Fuck two yeah. gigs we've had. Yeah. You know, that... Speaking about the Tater Tot Express, you know, it was... For people that don't know, Mark, Coop, and I, and Devin Coleman, who's a frequent uh, Hambone collaborator. Devin. Uh, shout out to Devin. Shout we, out to Devin. We, the four of us put together a set because Hambone couldn't play those gigs uh, because of contract obligations. So we, we, <laughs> we did basically a bunch of our own songs. So Rob Tate songs. We did a uh, couple of Wolfpack tunes and things like that. But that those gigs you guys probably don't know this, are actually the reason I'm starting to do more of my solo stuff, singing from the drums and feeling comfortable. So because of that gig, it's actually made me more comfortable to go do my own thing. So I wanted to say publicly, thank you, boys. That's awesome. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. It's a good time. uh, We played, what, two gigs? We played at Sprout, right? We played at Sprout. Opening for the Groove Merchants. And we played at Hops. Nice. And we killed it. We did to, kill it. We it killed it actually, to no I one. I have a recording of the uh, Sprout show somewhere. No, you don't. Really? I do, yeah. Can we can we release that for Bandcamp, the next Bandcamp Friday? If you and, want, I'll send it to you. <laughs> yes, please. Make Ten bucks. <laughs> Ten bucks. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Does it sound any good? It's okay. It's just like my little Zoom recorder thing. Hey, whatever. The if they crowd. can release, if they can release uh, audience tapes for all those jam bands, our, ours can be released too. Yeah, we'll just tell people it was a, like we had a taper there. We had a, and we had a, it's like a way cooler show. We're, val- <laughs> we're validated, right? <laughs> That's amazing. Um, all three of us. Uh, I meant to ask you this, Coop. We all have an affinity for Corey Wong, and oh, all yeah, the Wongisms. Wong. Have you watched any of the new uh, uh, how-to musician videos? Yeah, I haven't watched. So he's put out four of them. I haven't watched the newest one. It's I called Identity. The, ones, uh, the Identity one is really good because it shows. That's the newest one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it ta- it shows Corey Wong's uh, uh, press photos of when he was in like a grunge hard rock band. He's wearing like mascara and like no all way. this makeup, long black hair and stuff, and. Um, it's 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 metal, dude. And he's like, "No, don't show that. No, don't show that." He just oh keeps, my god! Keeps showing photos. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna I gotta check that out. But today. do you but do you have a favorite of the first three that you've watched? Um, here I'll tell you I what the, the, the titles were. Uh, it was uh, the first one was the social media muse muso. Yeah. Second one was how to get the gig, and the third one was called the unsung hero, the sideman. 
I liked the unsung hero one. That was the that I was like to me watching it like especially as a bass player I was like a lot of it was like no shit. I but like I'm sure a lot of people don't know that especially like a up and coming like I didn't used to know that I used to like any gig I could get I would like overplay and like do 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 it like look I'm look I can do it and back to the cruise ship thing I learned there how to not do that as much right I'm sure you do it but I'm sure your ego takes t- <laughs> took a beating then when you're constantly being told to play less and mm-hmm. you're like but no I really can like you're trying to yeah. show people and that that video does a great job uh, explaining to people what we do and you know I wish I had that video before I went to college because I would have loved to have seen his insight back then would you have listened to it though if you were that at that stage in your life uh, I mean that, that's like, a whole off. Uh, dude, that's a whole different conversation it might have been a fuck off situation but I can't genuinely say my favorite when you're younger too like you just don't you just want to play and you're like I'm going to jazz school or whatever I'm going to music school yeah let's fucking jam bro you know like that's how I was I was just yeah I was the same way dude I was trying to be Buddy Rich all day every day just like me and Ethan will like we have a lot of video of old funky t-shows when we first started and we'll go back and watch them or listen to them and it's so funny. There's like it happens really often where there's like a space for a fill to happen, like mm-hmm. leading into the next section, and everybody does a fill at the same time, and it's everyone's like totally different. It's not like a <laughs> like um together thing. It, it's just right. like everyone was like, "This is my moment," <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and it's so funny. And we're like, "Oh, what are we?" Thinking. Yeah, nobody was listening. Nobody was like, no, yeah. I don't know, helping the song. We got a lot better at that. It only what? happens sometimes. Now the new thing is, um, <laughs> it happened. Oh, what, show, what show is it? It was either at Ortlieb's or 118 North. There, there was a part, like a break in the song, and it's like a, like everything kind of cuts, and we're about to go into like a chorus or bridge or something. And me, Hoff, and Ethan all had to put on a different pedal at that time and sometimes we were right on time so you hear like three people like click at the same time and we were like yes and it was somehow like so quiet and like the crowd was also like not making too much noise so you could hear it and everybody laughed and then there was one time you just hear like everyone like oh shit what pedal so good that's our new everybody do a fill at the same time thing you guys should have it uh, synchronized. We're like eighth notes, just like right try. in a row. That'd be epic. I mean, that it'd be stupid. Be Only you guys would know, but whatever. It's all for us anyway. Yeah. Coop, by the way, do you have any vinyl? Do you own any, vi- any vinyl? Do I own any vinyl? I yeah. do. Um, I have a Corey Wong record. Yes. Um, <laughs> which one? Um, syncopated something or other, you know? The, it yeah. was it was the one with um, limited world, and lunchtime. It came out for him saying his record came out recently. It's like not very helpful because <laughs> the fucking guy puts out so much music. But I mean, the guy put I have out that. Six, I have five a, records, um, a Tower of Power record, a Grateful Dead record, um, a Stevie Wonder record, Inner Visions, which is like that's oh classic top. That's like one of the best albums ever made. 
Is that um, the and one I think with that's living it. in the city? Just like a couple of random ones. Is that the one with living in the city on it? Yes. That that song, I think it's the ultimate Stevie Wonder song for me. Yeah. That I one or as as is also a good song. Um, but the reason why I ask is I'm debating getting a, a vinyl player mm. because I, I I'm doing a lot of research and I don't have a dedicated practice listening to music. Do you guys? Yes. Like taking an hour to just I only I'm only listening to music. Yes. I try to. Do you have a time of day you try to do it or try to listen to tunes? I will a lot of time, like if I'm like, oh, I need to if check something out. Or I try to do a thing where I like listen to a full album straight through. Yeah. Or if like I have time to listen to music, like put on one specific person or band or whatever. I do it a lot in the morning, like if I'm making breakfast or like making tea. That's I spend a lot of time then. Right, but I mean, just sitting down doing nothing else. Oh, just like, like just only out. like either eyes closed or just like mesmerized by the. Music. I haven't done that in a while. Um, I used, to, I guess, I used to a lot more. Um, I would at our old house when the, we had a record player. I did that a lot more because the act of like putting the record on, it makes you want to just sit there and like actively listen to the record. Exactly. You know? That that's what I want. I think that's what I want is I want to get the vinyl player cuz I think I want that experience, but I've never done it before. I've never this, just sat down with a record. I know Mark has. Listening on this, it's too easy to like Oh, I could just put any other song in the entire world on yeah. right now exactly. if I wanted. But Mark, do you have a dedicated practice like that where you say I'm going to sit down and only do this? Yeah, so what I've been doing, I have like I got all of my dad's vinyl, so I have like 300 records, 3 or 400 records and I'm Holy go- shit. Yeah, like I and it's all like classic rock, and there's some good jazz albums in there, and so I'm like picking an album. I was trying to do an album a day, but I got kind of busy, so I'm doing like a couple albums a week. And I'll like at in the evening when I'm done working, I'll pour a drink and I'll put that record on and just listen to it, and mm-hmm. just like try. And I try to listen to albums I'm not familiar with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right, just like be able to like take it some in. Rolling Stones albums that I know, like Give Me Shelter and stuff. So I'm trying to find like stuff that's like, like oh here's this. Here's this, uh, I don't know, here's this this rare government mule vinyl that I bought years ago that I never listened to. Let's throw this on, you know, or whatever, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, right. And I try, I was, yeah, I try to do it like a couple times a week and just sit, like sit on the couch, have a drink and listen to it, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I need to do that more. Yeah. It, it, I, it's, it's nice because you get to, you like, especially on vinyl, because vinyl sounds way different than an MP3 or... Oh yeah, so, you know it just sounds so much better, especially if, if you have good speakers or good headphones. It sounds so good; you can hear everything much clearer. The bass isn't soup; they don't crank the bass like right, they do but it blends on, into the modern mix. album. Like it's loud, but it's not like all low end. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. the notes are defined. You know? Yes. It's um, it's just like I don't know. It just it sounds so much better. What, Rob? Well, Sorry. Then I was saying that I I I love that, and I love the way vinyl like. You know, like the the lint, the lit, the notes and all this stuff on the inside of the jacket and reading mm. it and like taking it all in. Yeah. I remember as a kid, I used to do that with CDs. Me too. But there, I have but a there huge no... CD collection. Same, and I had to get rid of it all. I kept like all my like signed stuff. But yeah, I I think I think I'm gonna start like a, a vinyl series or something. I just wanna I think I wanna get a vinyl player and you to should. really listen to tunes. But uh, if you guys had a, a desert island vinyl record, what would it be? Oof. One, you get one. one. One record. 
You get one. You, you have to listen to this for, let's say, 10 years before you get picked up. This is Castaway with one vinyl record. Hmm. Dude, let me think. It's uh, tough. I, I mean, on, it's there's tough. like a few. I, I feel like this answer probably changes based on my mood for that right. day. But like, okay, for me, I'll I'll take it first. Yeah, you go. Mine for it. Give would me be one second. mine would be. It has to be a long record, right? Because you're gonna need variety, right? So I think I'm gonna have to go with Elton John's "Goodbye Yellow Brick Road" because it's such a long record that you can it has so many moods on it. You can kind of switch it up. And move mm-hmm. around, but I personally love Elton John so much and his music and Bernie Taupin that I think I would never get bored because there's so many layers to those old records. I don't know that record that well. Oh, you absolutely should go get it. You absolutely should go get it. That record is so much fun because they recorded it in a castle, like for over what? two weeks. Like they bring us, like Bernie would bring in lyrics first thing in the morning, and Elton would write the music to the lyrics at breakfast. They would go record the song before lunch and they do it again at lunch do you guys listen to Howard Stern at all yeah he kind of not like actively but well last week he just had Elton John on and they talked oh, they yeah? talked about that album and the, oh, shit. the the making of that it's really if you can check it out like on demand or on YouTube or something it's, it's a really good interview I mean, he talk he talks about exactly what Rob is talking about nice yeah. it's so good cool. the record anyway uh, now what would you guys do what album yeah uh, so, so now you got me on like, oh, I should probably pick a longer record so I have more music. <laughs> <laughs> this is so t- I, I'm terrible at making decisions, which was a lot of fun making a record by yourself. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're um, just sitting there with all these different options like, I don't know what to do. Yeah, exactly. And that's one thing that like a producer, that's why a producer is so worth the money because mm-hmm. they make a, the decision for you and your ego is not attached to it at all. Right. Yeah. Like, when we work with Derek, sometimes I know that Hambone, like, Mark or I will ask Derek a question, and Derek goes, oh, you should just do this. And we go, okay. Usually yeah, it never comes solved. to that. Yep. Yeah. I mean, and, and the, the decision ultimately is up to us, the songwriters and the band, but, like, to have someone be like, hey, you've done five takes. I think you're good. Take three mm-hmm. was fine. And just, like, just put, just say, hey, this is, this is, this sounded good. Like, a third, a third opinion that's like, hey, guys, right. you're wasting money and time. Take three. Exactly. Right. They all sound uh, great. Take uh, three. A producer is absolutely worth, absolutely worth the money, and that's why Chris Zerzullo, who's worked on John Gilbride's record and now Coop's record, is so worth the money that you pay for you know that mm-hmm. that opinion. You know. Agreed. Back to Desert Island. I was going to say <laughs> Inner Visions, the ah. Stevie Wonder album we were talking about before. I think that's but a good choice. I guess with Rob's perspective on it, of like I need a longer record so I have more music. I'm going to go with Songs in the Key of Life. That's absolutely the record. That's it's absolutely a double album. Record. It's two sides, and it's got a like you said a lot of different moods, and it has "As" on it. That's my favorite Stevie Wonder song. It's so good. Amazing. I love I love the live version of it too. Live in Sydney, or no, it's the O2. Mm. Live at the O2. It's a great I saw him live play that. I saw him, he did the songs in the Key of Life tour in. Oh, you went to that? Sixteen, yeah. It was so good. When you could go to concerts. Did you go to the one that was in Center City? That was uh, It was at the free? Wachovia Center or whatever it's called now. Wells oh, Fargo. If they're even open after this shit show. They'll be fine. Mark, what do you got? Record. You know what I'm going to say, dude. Uh, Leonard Skinner. <laughs> <laughs> one More From The Road. 1976. Live album. All the hits. Great fucking album. And it rocks. And it's long nice. as shit, too. So. That's another thing. I was like, man, should I pick a live album of someone's? Because... Yeah, that's another good choice, you know. You, you got options there and variation from what you remember. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, that's the decision. thing about that's the thing about <laughs> Spotify. That's why you got so many options. You know, it's so great to have so many options. You know, it's with, with Spotify. Like I struggle with it's like Netflix and Amazon Prime and everything. There's so many movies to watch. Like I'll spend a half hour trying to decide what I want to listen to rather than just listening yeah. to something. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I do that all the time. It's kind of frustrating. It's like so I started doing this thing where I just like I like search a keyword or something or like look for a genre and just hit go and just do the radio and just listen to it because I can't I don't know what to listen to. I can't decide, you know, they even help. They try to help you, though. There's like, here's our album pick of the day for you. And even then I'm look, I'm like, I don't think so. I don't agree. (laughs) I want to pick it. It needs to be me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to be a victim of your algorithm. Yeah. doing to uh help you get your music promoted this no. uh basically it's a new version of pay to play um it's a new spotify tool that gives artists less money for more promo so basically if you say you want less money for your streams and right now by the way each stream for people that don't know gets you 0.004 of a cent <laughs> or something four, like that. Is that four one hundredths of a cent or something yeah so you need three Thanks. plays to get a penny um <laughs> Or something like that. Uh, now you can make less, but they'll push your music more. Have you heard about this? It's a new pay-to-play scheme. I have not heard about that. That's... that's fuck them. That's, yeah, that's I mean, fucking, fucking, that's fucking bullshit. bullshit. That's, that's right, they're right. already screwing us now. I know that there's a thing happening that they're trying to push at least a penny per play or I've stream, heard about that. But I don't think that's going to get passed, unfortunately, because it, there's no way How? to control it's it. Like a, a penny? Are you kidding me? Well, I'm saying it's not going to pass because it, it, the government can't control it, and they they refuse to do so. It's a it's a private company. Yeah. Like if <laughs> if them. if the government decided that no, these artists definitely deserve something per stream, all the prices would be raised. But then again, you know, Spotify would become way more expensive for people. You know. Yeah. It's kind of tit for tat. Like you're going to get more money, but it's going to cost way more just to have the platform. It's funny, expensive. Like, what is it? Like, it's like ten bucks a month. Ten fifty nine or something like something. that. That's so cheap for the amount of music you have. Every like every single song ever. Ever. Yeah. Not well, just like modern music, like classical music. You have everything, everything that's like ever been recorded. Well, you don't have Garth Brooks, Coop. So you don't, you don't have, have everything. Brooks. That's true. <laughs> Who else is not on there? Uh, Taylor Swift used to be. She was an Apple. Well, no, was an Apple only artist, but she just switched over. So yeah, Tool used to not be on there, and then they caved as well. Oh, you know they made bank the moment they they went on the platform. Same thing with the Beatles when their stuff finally came out on mm-hmm. uh, on uh, Spotify. It was insane. Mm-hmm. They were in mi- millions of streams in the first few days. <laughs>
But speaking of our own little music sections or stations, uh, Coop, how's yours coming along? I see your pedal boards right next to your uh, desk there. Oh, it's awesome. Here, I can... Uh... We're on the move. <laughs> Ooh. For those so, that can't see this, just it looks like a giant pedal board. We got a looping station and stuff. Oh, we got two. So, so I have two boards. Like, that's all my effects. So the idea is that, like, I wouldn't need most gigs. I don't need my looper. So that's separate. And then the thing next to the looper is a DI. Yeah. Is that the Aguilar? So, mm-hmm. It's hard to... Okay, and there's my bass. <laughs> and it's not set up right now, and it's kind of hard to see, but my amp is right here. But I honestly, like, most of the time, I don't even use my amp. Like, I just have the DI into the computer, and I play with my headphones on. I think that's smart. Most of the time. A, to, like, not piss off the neighbors too much. Do you have a mic? Too annoying. Like, I'll play with my amp when I'm, like, if I'm, like, practicing to perform... Does that make sense? Like I'm playing through a set, so because you want to know like what the live sound music is, and there's songs, yeah, songs. But if I'm practicing like scales or like anything else where it's like repeated, I'll just I can't. I get so self conscious if I'm playing through my amp, just like do 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 do. I'm like, oh my god, this must be so annoying. Like, <laughs> who wants to hear this? Yeah, but I mean, uh, when you are recording, do you have something? Do you have a good mic to put up to the cab? Uh, no, I don't. Typically, bass isn't recorded like that. Some people do it, and I want to experiment with it, but the only mic I have is this, which is just like a 58. Um, uh, I've been, so I, been when I record, me... and how I recorded all the overdubs for the album was with that DI box. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Into my interface. Right, and then Chris has all the stuff. You Yeah, and stuff he can like reamp some stuff and do his thing to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that's it. That's the setup. I think it's great. And then you also use that same setup for, uh, you were on the Wolfpack's uh, internet festival, right? Yes. So, like, anytime I do a live stream now, that's this is the setup. And this I got this webcam that I'm using right now for this Zoom call. Um, but it's called it was called Lonely Town, the festival? Or? Yeah, it was called Live from Lonely Town, which is a Wolfpack song. The song is called Lonely Town, but it was, it was amazing. They put on basically the mods of the Facebook group Wolfpack. Put, on, put together this festival and it started with they were just posted like hey if we did this would people be interested in playing would people be interested in tuning in and the response was just like overwhelming yes from all all aspects so I ended up playing I also played with Emily so we pre-recorded Emily's set which yeah. was a good idea because when I did my set I had one little stupid audio issue so I played my first song and no one could hear me. And I didn't oh, know no. until I finished that song. So, like, I was in contact with the people running it, um, like, through texting. And he was like, all right, you're good to go. And I started. And as soon as I started, I was like, oh, everything's fine. And I gave my phone to Maggie. And she was filming. Because I was going to try to, like, cut together a cool, like, multi-camera angle thing of my set. Because she was filming and I had my phone on Do Not Disturb to not fuck with the video, I didn't get, like, all these texts from them, like, there's no sound. There's no sound. Oh, no. So I played this one song. Oh, was, at the time, I was like extremely embarrassed and mad. So then I played that same song again, but like a shorter version and then finished out my set. I was all, it sucked because my, my set was short. Like all the sets were like 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. 
So it's like, oh, I, no one heard my first song. So it's like, that's like a very big portion of the set. Oh, that's a shame. That so when you but, were done, you saw all like the comments on the video, and you're like, ah, shit. Well, like, eventually the text came through, and it was like, oh, okay. So it's like, fuck. Jesus. <laughs> sucked. I'll never do that again. But the festival was awesome. It was so cool. All the so many good bands. There's just one band I discovered from that called Future Jesus. They're crazy weird, like space Future funk Jesus? type stuff. That's awesome. Fucking awesome. Yeah. That's a great name. I definitely and gotta then, check um, that out. Caleb Holly did a like a Zoom concert. So we were in there and we were like chatting with him and stuff. Oh, it, was, it was a lot of fun. Oh, dude, I can only imagine. I'm so pumped for you. Did you, uh, you've gotten uh, some new fans because of this festival? I think so. A few people, like, um, I got a few more YouTube subscribers. Um, I, I can only imagine. That's all that I the, could, like, see directly. Right. But I bet the bass community, especially on that community, yeah. is huge. To be a bass player on the Wolfpack uh, 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 concert series or, or yeah. a festival. I think it's great. Congratulations, man! I th- I'm so Thank pumped you. for you. Are you going to come out with the just Koopa Loop record of just you looping and yes. different arrangements and stuff? I was just talking to Maggie about this the other day. I want to. I think that's the next little project I'm going to try to do in this time. You absolutely. I'm also should. I'm working on more songs to do like for Koopa Loop Two, the sequel. <laughs> um, which I'll be sending to you soon, Rob, to start working on too. Yeah, but well, I I'm also want to put something out that is like similar to like Victor Wooten's first record but I can't do what he does but guess you can't give like, yourself some um, credit god damn it no overdubs like the complete opposite of what I just did no overdubs like su- live looping and that's it mm-hmm. Um, so I'm trying to I'm working on some and I don't want to repeat any of the songs that are on the record already the one I just put out so I'm working on some new stuff for another record and also for this looping like actual looping album so yeah but I do want to do that I don't know probably like four songs I feel like three is not enough four now, is a good number four, I don't know like four or five so yeah that's I a good EP maybe it depends how long they are yeah totally I mean jazz records are like four or five long and they're like each you know eight nine minutes a piece yeah. usually I, or, I don't want to get I don't want to put something out that's just like not noodling, but like me, just like, like too much on the same thing, right? Which can happen with looping. There's no like precise the idea of it sometimes, yeah. but I try to keep what I do like concise and like a song and like musical, not just like here's the loop and here's me playing over the loop for 15 minutes. Right, you, you know? want to have a precise message and keep it concise. Yeah, so Absolutely. I'm working on a few things for that too this guy um do you ever have you ever heard of this bass player yannick guizdala yeah you know him? Mm-hmm. he has a record i think it's called american elm i know like of him that. i don't know he his recorded albums. it in one day at a studio and it's just him and his loop pedal and his other pedals and that's it and it's awesome that's oh, amazing really cool he has a bunch of other records where he brings in like a drummer piano player trumpet guitar or whatever that are way more like jazz focused. Mm-hmm. Um, but his looping stuff he does is really, really cool. That's awesome, man. I definitely got to check that record out. What was it called? American? American Elm. 
American the Elm. Tree. Elm Tree. Well, I'll definitely have some time tonight. Maybe that'll be my first record that I listen to tonight. Uh, just it's nice. It's really chill. It's a really chill record. I need some of but that. It gets in my pretty life. weird as well, like out there, soloing type stuff. Okay, I'm still game. You yeah. haven't scared me away. I think you'll like it. I think you'll like it. Okay, Coop. Thank you so much for coming on the uh, the show, dude. Yeah, of course. You're it's the fun man. to be on this show because I've edited so many of the videos for it, <laughs> so I like know the format. Back when we were stuff. doing video, yeah. When you were doing it, uh, doing the video and doing it more, it's mm-hmm. nice to be on here. Thank you for having it's me. It's great. Hey, Coop, where can people find you online? You can find me right now. All my socials are at FunkyCoop10, but they might be changing to Koopa Loop Music. So stay tuned for that. But if you search Koopa Loop on Facebook or Instagram, um, those are the only social things I'm on right now. You've, you'll find it. You can also go to KoopaLoopMusic.com. And that'll lead you to all of my stuff. YouTube, Instagram, Spotify, all the stuff. Sick, I'm also dude. on Twitch at all these same names. I'm trying to do the live stream thing on there. I think that's smart, dude. That's fucking awesome. But yeah, make sure to go check out that record on uh, Spotify and Bandcamp. It's on Bandcamp, right? It is absolutely on Bandcamp. And you can go buy it on it's Bandcamp. It's on everything. It's on all the streaming things. Please go... Please go support all your favorite artists on Bandcamp because that's the mm-hmm. easiest way for us to get money. And Coop, thanks so much for coming on, man. Of course. Thank you. Right. Peace and love. Peace. the internet.